welcome guys to the new episode of Center for Digital Marketing and Communication. And today I have Vanshika with me. Vanshika is a brand and communication expert. And Vanshika is going to talk to us about things which she has done, what are her views on personal branding, communication, and marketing as an overall category. So hi Vanshika, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. So Vanshika, why don't you tell our listeners what you do, what you have been doing, your journey. And usually when I talk to all my guests, I talk about uh, to give us as much masala as they can give, starting from your schooling to your journey. <laughs> how you started, where have you reached today? Got it. Okay. So now that you asked particularly about schooling, I will tell you a fun story um, and then I'll tell you the rest of the kahani. So basically, when I was in school, and this was back in Dubai, uh, you know, my school placed a lot of importance on English as a language. Uh, so basically, you know, English for me, writing, reading, comprehension, composition, uh, started out at a very, very young age. Um, you know, while I was in school, and even when we were in grade one, grade two, um, you know, our principal used to come and take our exams and stuff and make sure that we were actually at par with you know, pretty much world level, like they expected us uh, or wanted us to be very, very good at English. So that is basically how, um, you know, writing, reading, comprehension, composition kind of came into my life because of the way that my school really paid importance to it and structured, uh, you know, their learnings and examinations around it. Um, so then I started in Dubai and then after that I uh, moved to the US and as you know before you move to the US you have to do this thing called a SAT exam and a TOEFL. So my SAT and TOEFL like English was my strong point, maths is not my strong point. But anyway, I think because of the English being so strong, SAT So I kind of got admission. I uh, started in 2011. I went to Northeastern in Boston. Uh, so over there I studied marketing and management. So I have a dual degree in both and I graduated in 16. Uh, I worked in the US for a little bit and then moved to India in 2018. Uh, so 2018, I kind of worked in uh, jobs till end of 2019. 2020, I was like, you know, let me try it out. Let me see how it goes and I want to work independently. So since, uh, you know, beginning of 2020, um, I have been involved with brand communication, storytelling, um, and high impact content pieces for B2B and B2C companies. Uh, that being said, I've worked on a lot of different kind of deliverables, which is why I really think, uh, you know, this is for me, you know, when you say, ke, you know, ye mere liye bana hai, I think this is, uh, you know, kind of that realization period. And, uh, you know, here we're in March right now in Touchwood, I mean, everything is going great. And, uh, you know, I really like working independently and helping brands uh, communicate and tell their story better. Um, that being said also, um, you know, so I have been actually building uh, my personal brand on LinkedIn since 2017-ish. Uh, so about a year after I graduated, school, mein, like college, mein, matlab, uh, we were taught that LinkedIn is like this, but uh, nobody really, you know, gave us the deep down insights of like, what do you really use LinkedIn for? 
And so I started off where everybody starts off at zero. Then you add your first connections and people in your email list. Uske baad, I think I've rigorously spent like two good years trying to build it. And, um, you know, I've already reached 20,000 plus followers, which for me, I don't like to boast at all. But I think, you know, for the effort I've put in, it's really commendable. And uh, I think, you know, I really spend a lot of time on that platform trying to build my personal brand and uh, get known for the things you mentioned. Uh, which are like marketing, content, communications, and brand. Got it, got it. So, Vanshika, uh, also a lot of people who get into digital, who get into marketing, who get into communication, they have never planned to do that. Right? So, my question to you here is, uh, uh, I mean, I'm very sure that anybody who uh, is born, they never think about getting into communication. We as an Indians are always trained to do either become a doctor or an engineer. So when was this turning point, what you wanted to do when you were a small kid and how you uh, turned up to be, become a, a communication person? Right. Uh, so I think you're right in that aspect. You don't really uh, know what communications is or brand is for that matter or storytelling till you actually do it firsthand. So obviously I graduated marketing and management, so I did a lot of different marketing kind of roles, uh, you know, and then over there I kind of figured out that like, you know, I really like uh, doing high impact content. I really like writing and, you know, thinking creatively, telling stories. Um, and so I think it's something that spurs out of you trying to do your job better. Like, you know, a part of marketing always, you know, somewhere, somehow you always land up writing content, you know, like whether it's an email or like, a, you know, a pitch for something you want to pitch to your boss. And then over time, I think, you know, you need to pay attention to these things that recurringly make you happy. And, you know, I really stress on this point you know whatever makes you happy is what you should be doing um, you know full time or you know if you want to jump independently because I think you know when people say marketing it's a very generic broad term like marketing under there are like a hundred different categories of marketing that you can get into so I think you know when you get into marketing you pay attention to the things that make you happy like for me it was content communication storytelling for you it could be digital marketing and data and sales numbers you know whatever makes you happy do more of that and then I think you know when happiness and passion meet is when you found your you know as they famously call it ikigai or as I call it you know light bulb moment ke, you know this is what I should be doing and uh, you know I've been working for about four or five years at this point so I worked before I graduated after I graduated and uh, it's not something that's you know came up even even in my internships or anything it kind of came up very uh, sporadically over and over and over and that's when I realized uh, that you know this is the calling moment that I need to listen to hello can you hear me hello I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello? I can hear you. Hello? Hello? I can hear you. Hello? Hello? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, you. I lost you for like five minutes. Two, three oh minutes. God! Okay. Do you want me to repeat that? 
Uh, no, no, let it be. Let like, we'll, we'll cut that question. Uh, start. So, Anshika, when you first stepped into this field, when you started working here, uh, how was the vibe? What, what people used to tell you? Was it difficult to get business initially? Uh, were you treated seriously? So, tell us something about those experiences. Right. Uh, so I have been working for about four or five years and obviously I moved to India only in 2018. So when I moved here, I mean, I've never lived in India before this. Um, I never had any friends or business connections or anything. And, uh, you know, I think LinkedIn for me has played a really big part in the connection and community that I've built over this time. Uh, so when I came here, I think the first place I kind of turned to, you know, was LinkedIn. I was like, koi na koi to milega from my university, from from my city, from Boston, from US, and so I started searching LinkedIn and through that I met some amazing people and you know the way LinkedIn works you know one thing leads to the other leads to the next and uh, you know I kind of uh, built this community around myself of completely new people who I've never met or talked to before and you know now I think I'm happy to say that they're kind of my family mm -hmm. uh, so while I was working I mean uh, you know part of me was always like I said you know like I think there's this thing that calls you from inside okay I need to do more of this I need to kind of venture out I need to experiment more so I kind of picked up chota mota freelance gigs like one one and done kind of stuff like a PR release ho gaya, ek ye pitch deck ho gaya, email template ho gaya, website copy ho gaya. so I picked up very one and done kind of thing so nothing recurring or anything of that sort just one and done to see ke, like you know what does the market look like outside my workplace and uh, once I did that, uh, you know, I really figured out that, you know, clients were trusting me, people were coming back to me, I was getting referrals, um, you know, word of mouth was working and uh, a lot, uh, surprisingly a lot of people started finding me on LinkedIn. And uh, so when I qu quit my job in November, um, I was very certain I can make this work because I already had a semi-solid kind of groundwork done already. And uh, so I kind of just reached out to those people and I said, hey, listen, now I'm jumping independent. Uh, you know, if there's anything I can help you with, if there's anything recurring that you want me to take on, let me know. And, uh, you know, they really did welcome me with open arms. So I think that was, uh, I think, a luck kind of thing that played into it. Um, but that being said, like, I mean, most of my clients like come to me on LinkedIn and uh, because, you know, I've worked for so long and plus I have like a fairly strong portfolio by this point, uh, there's already some kind of trust that's built between us. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, touch wood, I really haven't had an issue with anything in terms of uh, independent consultancy. But that being said, like, this is my first rodeo and, uh, you know, there are things that I'm still learning about this industry and, uh, uh, say customer servicing or uh, you know how to keep them satisfied or how to deal with uh, you know issues where you know they can come back and say oh I don't want this I don't like this and you know confrontational kind of issues so I'm still learning but in terms of uh, you know the industry being open the industry being welcoming the industry being uh, you know being like trusting me I think uh, I think you know it's been great so far and you know I think I'm really blessed in that manner. Wow, wow, great story. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, also what I wanted to understand from you is uh, when you started, so there are a lot of myths, which like, for example, especially uh, in terms of doing business in India, there are a lot of myths, there are a lot of problems which people face. Any specific problem or any story which you would like to tell us which you faced during when you started uh, working, during when you started 
working on your own? Yeah, I mean, uh, see, the thing is, like, when I was working a full-time job and doing these one-and-done kind of a thing, uh, you know, I was also still learning about the price capacity or paying capacity of the industry. And uh, I feel like maybe sometimes I undercharged. I definitely didn't overcharge, that is for sure. But I felt like I undercharged because I was still trying to learn the industry. So kind of those were the building blocks. Um that being said, now that I work independently and there's not that hefty paycheck coming in every month, uh, I think, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that I even made when I started in January because I was looking for clients was I think I still undercharge, like even my existing clients. Uh, but over time, now we're like three months in, um, I think I've gotten the confidence of, uh, you know, uh, trying or saying, you know, like, you know, say, for example, if I think X work should be done in 2000, I... Uh, you know, honestly, if I know that, you know, I, this client can pay more and, uh, you know, the work is demanding more than just, you know, typing words on a word document. I think I've gotten over that fear of asking for more because, uh, at the end of the day for an independent consultant, you basically decide your own price and then you're stuck with it. So that is the downside of it, right? Like if you undercharge and you constantly undercharge everyone, you're going to be stuck at that price point. But one way to quickly overcome it is definitely definitely to uh, you know bump up your prices slowly slowly and you can validate those things so I'm not bumping it up uh, based on like nothing it's based on because I've done this sort of work before or I am working with this client who I've been working with for x number of months so I, I validate the price and say okay, like okay you know if I think this is 5000 it's worth 5000 I mean, and for me, it's about the quality of the work you put in, the time you put in, and the things that you've learned along the way, which kind of help you to uh, do that particular task efficiently. So, um, you know, it, it, if you're starting out, I think you need to figure out a market average price. Um, and then slowly over time, I think, you know, if this is your stable sole income, um, you know, you validate yourself with the fact that you build up a portfolio. And then, um, you know, I don't think there's a problem problem with pricing but I think that is one mistake that uh, most people make because of being unaware just like I was hmm. um, so I mean I would suggest talk to your peers talk to other people that are consulting and figure out what price range they charge in and um, you know either you can work up to it or if you have enough of a background or a portfolio then work at that number starting forward wow so, Vanshika is talking about a lot of her experiences when she started business, talking about how to do a proper market research, how to understand the market, and then how slowly, slowly uh, picking up the right clients. So, it's not just important that every client is right for you. You also have to pick up the client sometimes. Uh, also, Vanshika talks a lot about personal branding. And I think she, while we were chatting, she was telling me she has how many followers, Vanshika? Some 23,000 something, I think. I haven't checked, Aj. On? On LinkedIn. Okay, so she she is talking about becoming an influencer and I think it's the right approach of talking about personal branding. So, Vanshika, tell me some of the people who you think have been doing personal branding right and why you think that those people are going in the right direction and what can our listeners learn from them? Yeah, absolutely. So I think first of all, like as the ground, I would definitely like to say that, you know, personal branding in 2020 is very important. I mean, whether you're uh, an independent consultant or you're working in a company or you're running a startup, 
um, you know, being present, being there, being viewed, being, uh, you know, having a voice in the market is very, very important, which is why I believe that personal branding is so important. Uh, you know, there are some great people I follow on LinkedIn uh, because that's where I'm trying to build my brand. Uh, you know, there's uh, Prana from a company called Zeno, which is in Delhi. There's Saurabh, who is uh, sort of a uh, life coach. And uh, so he's also doing great things. There's Sam Baszler, who's basically uh, training other people how to do personal branding. Uh, so there are many people and many uh, different kinds of industries of people that are on LinkedIn and building their brand. Um, and I think, you know, the bottom line is that uh, personal branding is not just a, a one-way kind of communication. It is actually a two-way communication. So it's not uh, like, you know, hey, I want to sell this product. Hey, I want to tell you about my product. Hey, you know, let's talk. Let's get on a consultation call. Like, that is not personal branding. Personal branding is a two-way communication and it involves a lot of consistency. So if, you know, these are the two takeaways that you have to take away from, like, what is personal branding in 2020? It's, first of all, a two-way communication. And secondly, it's, uh, you know, a lot of uh, community building and uh, sort of being empathetic to who your community is. So I think uh, for everyone, personal branding will differ depending on your goals. Uh, but that being said, there is a strategy for everyone out there or you can look at people and, uh, you know, just, just see what they are doing and uh, imitate slash build on it. Wow. Great, great, Vanchika. Uh, Vanchika, any, any book which you would like to recommend to our listeners? It can be about business. It can be about communication. It can be about branding. Uh, cut. Uh, I don't read books. So if you ask me that question in terms of podcasts, I can answer it because I'm a huge podcast listener. Okay. So, okay. Hold on. Start. So Vanshika, tell us some of the podcasts which people should listen to uh, if they want to get into communication, marketing, branding, uh, or maybe or an overall entrepreneurship or even some podcasts for fun. So uh, can you suggest some podcasts to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So I think podcast is definitely a very up and coming platform. And it's great because you could be doing anything while listening to a podcast, you could be cooking, you could be at the gym, you could be doing anything. So uh, some of my favorite ones are uh, 2000 book summaries for entrepreneurs. Uh, there's Breaking Brand, which is by Buffer, which basically talks about brand and brand building, which is why it's one of my uh, favorite ones. Uh, there's another one called Great Women of Business. I think they're very inspirational stories over there. And uh, this podcast is doing great in bringing them uh, out uh, so everyone can hear them. Uh, another one that I listened to, which is great for financial literacy, um, which I think everybody needs to have a little bit of is Pesa Vesa. Um, I think Anupam is doing a great job on that podcast by uh, educating listeners on everything financial literacy related. Um, and then last and not the least, obviously, is TED Talks. I mean, uh, obviously, they're on YouTube and a lot of other places, but uh, TED Talks is definitely one of my favorite ones. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So I think... Uh... This is something which I would also like to talk to all my listeners is podcast is a growing category. And as I say to all people, there are a lot of things which are saturated. Uh, maybe uh, if you are, if you still think that you can make money by doing blogging, no, it's not the right thing to do currently. It has already been saturated. YouTube is getting saturated. Instagram, I'm not sure how saturated it is, but I think podcast is a category is that if you have not yet started, this is still a category which has 
a lot of potential in india and uh, this is going to grow so for sure if you are looking to make your own personal brand podcast can also be a very very good idea so i wanted to debate something uh, uh, to you uh, not actually debate but i wanted to talk and understand from your point of view my point of view from a personal branding vis-a-vis a company branding is that a personal brand cannot be present everywhere so say for example if if i run a agency or if i teach digital marketing i will not be it won't be possible for me to scale up if i am building everything around my brand so my counter to you is uh, do you think personal brand can also have certain limitation especially in terms of scaling up and i'm saying scaling up in terms of when you want to meet a person if they have seen you they have seen you digitally they have heard you they have seen your videos they have read, they have read your comments or content mm-hmm. uh, they would like to meet you only uh, and then it might be an issue if you want to scale up so what are your views on it panchika right so i think you know it goes back to marketing principles like uh, you know over time i think we've lost that because of this thing called omni channel marketing which is great but to be very honest your customers your target audience your buyers your uh, people who will be interested on uh, about you to learn more about you are not on all the platforms like we are only human at the end of the day like you know i can't be on pinterest and instagram and facebook and google you know like it's there is a limitation to where your customer can be mm-hmm. um, or even if you're building your brand like you know um, you know do marketing people hang out on pinterest um, maybe maybe not like uh, you know you uh, when you're building a personal brand like you know there is absolutely no need to be on every platform mm. uh, i really think you know just figure out where your people who will be interested in listening to you or reading you um, your stories um, are you know if they are on instagram hone down in on instagram if they're on uh, say you know if they like reading email newsletters hone in on that channel uh, you know just find one two three that you know really make the most difference uh, yeah. because being on all of these channels for you a will take a lot of time b there's a lot of strategy that goes behind every channel so if you compare like instagram to facebook even strategies are not the same and uh, third you know like you don't need to be seen everywhere unless you're like you know bill gates or someone like there's really no need mm. so i think you know when you're building a personal brand uh, figure out what your goal is i mean what is your goal are you trying to sell a book are you trying to uh, build a community are you trying to uh, you know sell uh, some management classes whatever your goal is depending on that pick your platforms depending on that do your strategy depending on that you post so i honestly don't think you need to be on every platform to be successful hmm interesting conversations happening with vanshika currently on on personal branding so vanshika as you told me you have 23000 connections on linkedin uh, i would also like to know uh, and in fact a lot of people on my podcast would also like to know that how have you built this brand how what are some of the key steps and uh, i know everybody says that put content interact with people i know that but what are some of the real uh, actionable things which people should do if you can maybe give us five tips which are actionable which i can start actioning from today uh, what are those things and second question here is uh, uh, do so also a lot of people when they talk about followers they talk about i have so many followers i always say that followers is not equal to 
money in your bank so also if you could give us some advice or if you can give us one uh, incident which has happened which has actually helped you in getting business also through linkedin i think that will also be very very helpful for all my listeners here absolutely happy to so i think you know if you're to hone down on five things that you really need to do to be successful on linkedin and build a good brand uh, i think the first one is spend time uh, just like any platform you know you need to and also like i said earlier it's a two way communication you are building a community you're building thought leadership so first of all is time like when i say time a lot of people think you like i have to slot out two hours between 8 pm and 10 pm and do it my answer is all is absolutely not you're eating breakfast scroll on linkedin comment on a couple of things like a couple of things you are chilling and drinking chai scroll your linkedin and you know do that you know over time rather than slotting out those two hours where it sounds like a task you do it throughout the day and then it seems much lighter it becomes so, a habit for you rather yeah, than it becomes right yeah absolutely like you can just do it whenever wherever like you're in an uber going somewhere scroll your linkedin mm-hmm. so i think it's by choice and by training your brain that like listen you know if i have to invest in this platform how do i do it in a way that's most convenient to me so mm-hmm. you know split it out throughout the day wherever you have a little bit of downtime go check your linkedin i think that's a great one so first of all is uh, invest your time in it you know it's it's going to take time it's not happening overnight um the second thing i think which makes you successful on linkedin is uh, knowing your niche and knowing your brand so for example you know the way i explain it to people is uh, you know don't talk about everything and anything on linkedin keep that on facebook nobody gives two shits on linkedin what yeah. i would say instead is pick two or three things that are close to you in terms of uh, your job your career your passions uh, yeah. and uh, talk uh, talk about them more uh, so for example like for me the three things you know if i had to summarize what my linkedin talks about it talks about marketing it talks about uh, the interview process and resumes uh, and it talks about pers- personal development i think you know those are the three things that i really talk about mm. i would not talk about anything sales operations mm. you know like so, things that people uh, will confuse people is things i don't talk about so mm. find your niche and really stick to it like you know if you are a marketing expert in digital stick to that you don't need to talk about you know social media whatever like stick to your niche know your niche yeah. i think that is the second one a uh, third and also although it is very very cliche i'm going to stress on this because i have seen the difference is uh, kind of uh, you know keywording your linkedin to be in such a way that you are found that is the end goal right like what is the point if you're not going to be found so if you use like marketing executive there will be a million people with that exact same title but if you use social media marketing specialist that kind of hones it down a little bit and kind of make sure that people that are looking for you will actually find you yeah. uh, so i have seen this over time because i keep optimizing my profile for these keywords so uh, you know i've optimized for the word storyteller yeah. i've optimized for the word a brand consultant and yeah. uh, linkedin actually tells you if you are optimizing correctly because if you click the search appearances yeah. you will be able to see what terminology people are searching for you um, searching for you with so if that is really matching who you are then you are doing some thing right if it's not then you're doing something wrong i think it's a very good tactic which shivanshika has been talking about is optimizing your profile around the keywords and selecting your niche so you don't have to be uh, everything for everyone but you can be everything for someone and i think that's how your followership increases that's how 
people command you can you can start commanding your credibility and that's why credibility increases absolutely yeah totally i think you know if you optimize you will find the people who are actually interested in you right. like you know if i optimize for the word marketing dear god my linkedin inbox will be blowing up right now oh, oh. so i've intentionally not done that and it's working oh. in my favor so far yeah. uh the fourth thing is uh that i would say is uh try different forms of content i think that works really great on linkedin so i've done documents i've done infographics i've done listicles i've done you know all sort of different things uh use canva uh, for this it's very simple very intuitive very straightforward um use this to kind of uh, broaden the scope of information you want to give or to particularly grab attention that is another one that is really good is if you see a infographic or you see a listicle rather than in text uh, you know linkedin actually squeezes the text part and lets picture show fully or mm. documents so doing that actually makes you stand out in the news feed which i think is absolutely wonderful and I've gotten some really good responses. Mm, mm. Um, that uh, then I think the next tip I would say is uh, split your time between articles and posts. I think although a lot of people say you know articles का कुछ नहीं होने वाला है. First of all, it's great for SEO, and second of all, it builds trust and authority because say for example, like I started freelancing in Jan. Since Jan, I've written two articles based on freelancing. Like mm. first was like my experience, and then the second one was I think about uh, about how to find clients. Okay. So I think that kind of builds trust with. with people that you know hey like you know since i'm new i can talk a little bit about independent consultancy slash freelancing um you know i've talked in the past about marketing as a whole i've talked about design and marketing and how they kind of interlink so i think for someone it kind of builds trust because posts will disappear like you know your post only stays as long as you're getting likes and comments uske baad it's dead mm-hmm. um so this is a good way to be like hey you know listen i know say xyz thing mm-hmm. write a long or medium size article about it and first it'll help you with seo on google and second of all it'll uh, help you you know build that trust with people ki like acha this person knows what they are saying mm-hmm. and the last thing to wrap it up i would say which i have started really really new on linkedin since 2020 is video um a lot of people say very good things about it and that's why i kind of jumped into it yeah. and uh, it's a very nerve wracking process let me not lie to you it takes like at least 5 to 7 attempts to get a video you can publish online yeah. uh, but if you stick through it and you're resilient i think you'll come up with a really good video um video again is a great way to stand out in the feed of just text and images you know like uh, people will actually stop and watch and specifically if your video has your face on it mm. um, it really builds that connection with people you know like i've had comments of people being like oh my god like i didn't know what you look like or mm. uh, you know this is great i love listening to you you know so mm. different people consume content in different ways and mm-hmm. video for example is really working on linkedin right now so if you have the resiliency and uh, you know the trust that you can put your face on camera i would definitely suggest to do it so a lot of people are not very comfortable in talking in front of camera so how do you uh, what do you suggest people should do again i'm talking about actionable steps uh, uh, what people should do if they want to because they maybe uh, are good communicator they are they can they know their knowledge but they are not very uh good in in front of or maybe they think they're not very good in front of camera so what would be your suggestion for that 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you are not good on camera, that is fine. A lot of people are shy or introverted or just don't want to do that. That is fine. What you can do instead is kind of create a slide deck. Uh, Say you want to talk about like five things you need to know about branding in 2020. Mm. Create a slide deck. Use that as the video aspect of it per se, like screen record Mm. and have your voice over it. So, you know, that kind of still achieves the same aim. Uh, but you don't have your face in it and you're still sharing knowledge. So I've seen people do that and uh, I really don't think there's any issue with that. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So Vanshika is giving us a lot of insights today and I'm really enjoying this conversation. So all you guys who are listening to this conversation, please uh, keep following because we are going to get more detailed approach. We are trying to, I'm, I'm trying to get as much information as I can get from Vanshika. <laughs> so let's let's make use of this and get as much information as we can get from Vanshika about building your own personal brand and how to leverage that personal brand. So Vanshika, tell me about uh, any businesses, which is, I mean, as I, as I said, you have 23,000 followers on, on LinkedIn uh, or connections. Have, have it also converted into any business deal today? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Like I am just on LinkedIn. I have no other uh, platform that I'm on really. And uh, 100% of my leads come on LinkedIn. Right. So now talking about uh, some of, so we have spoken about the good aspects of becoming a personal brand or about digital. Uh, I also wanted to talk to about some serious issues like uh, uh, people start trolling, people start spreading fake information on digital and you cannot stop them. In fact, I feel that digital, a person whom you meet in, in real life would be completely different from when he is online. So what are, and I'm very sure when you also started your work, you must have been trolled, you must, people must have said something bad. How do people who are starting new in personal branding or who are starting new in, in terms of creating content, how do they keep themselves motivated and not get affected by trolls? Yeah, absolutely. This is an issue that I have seen on LinkedIn and it has happened to me one odd time, like not that often, thank God. But uh, first of all, you know, since you bring up a really interesting topic on new people on, you know, trying to get on LinkedIn, uh, let me just touch on that for one second. I think one more, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I think one more uh, thing which which I feel LinkedIn is is still sophisticated. It is not... uh, a place where people, a lot of troll comes, but obviously you cannot stop a troll coming anywhere. But LinkedIn, I think it still has lesser chances of people trolling you. What What do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it that often. Like people on LinkedIn have a little bit of decency. So, uh, you know, because they all have their bosses and stuff on LinkedIn as well. So there is that level of decency. Like, uh, you know, if I say something bad tomorrow, it will spread in my workplace or, you know, in my community. So uh, just the way the algorithm works should ideally stop people from trolling forever. Uh, Because, you know, anything that, say, for example, you post, I comment on it, goes to my network, my network sees it and it will just be a never ending chain. Uh, so just the way the algorithm works should actually stop people from trolling. Uh, going back to what I was saying earlier, see, when you start building a personal brand, you're not going to get trolls. That is for sure. Like, I honestly think you should not be afraid of that. Mm. What is going to happen on the other hand 
is you going to hear crickets is basically nobody responding nobody talking nobody commenting on your post right mm-hmm. which is fine i think honestly just take a breather and keep going because mm-hmm. i think that is where people break and that's where their demotivation starts is ki mm-hmm. i'm spending so much time on linkedin and i am writing content but nobody's commenting nobody's liking mm-hmm. uh, you know i think it will happen i've seen it happen i've helped people who have started their linkedins and it's happened to them i'm currently working with a client who is exactly in the same place and yeah. i said the same thing like think of linkedin as a long term roi yeah. right someone might not read your post today but tomorrow say one post of yours goes viral you know there are chances people will come back and like scroll down and see ki acha what did this person write for the last one month or let me see this person seems interesting yeah. so think of it just like seo there is no instant gratification that will happen in the beginning you yeah. need to really just invest your time use the right hashtags talk about things that are in your niche yeah. um, you know share whatever information you have um, i think you know you need you just need to power through that phase yeah. and while you are doing that while you are writing great content publishing great content also spend a little bit of time building your network so what i mean by that and again going back to the niche point is say for example you are like me and you are in brand and comms and marketing find people on linkedin and linkedin has great search filters if you go to the explore page like amazing filters i found some great people on it yeah. uh use those and start talking to people in your industry start talking to people with your same skill set yeah. uh start building that community because that community will then feed off your content yeah. and then your content will thrive so it's a it's a two way thing right first build people who can also you know interact and read and comment on your stuff and yeah. then also obviously right good stuff so that you're giving them something to comment like read uh, right. so it kind of feeds off each other so as long as you do that uh, you know just stay consistent and uh, don't be demotivated by the fact that like you know i'm getting two likes so i'm getting three likes like mm. it's fine because it will build over time i started at the same place everybody did mm. i started at zero uh, so you know it's it's just a process like just just stay with it stay on it just keep doing it and believing that uh you know if i invest in my community invest in my content something good will come out of it wow amazing conversations happening with vanshika and she's been talking about a lot and i think we have been earthing a lot of a uh, lot of insights talking to her so vanshika now coming to the end of the podcast i have few questions which i wanted to uh, ask you these sure. are hypothetical questions sure. uh, so one question is if i could give you a time machine and if you could go back in time uh when you started your career when you started your mm. journey what all would be some changes which you would like to make what all some of the uh problem which you face which now you have a different mindset and how would you tackle them yeah i mean um, i mean so because we're talking so much about linkedin i really wish i had started this in college and i know great people online right now on my linkedin who are in college and doing this so i really wish i started earlier because you know by the time i would have graduated i probably would have had some connections who could give me a job and you know whatever else mm. uh you know i really wish i had started earlier mm. uh, a second thing that i really wish i had done earlier was uh, uh sort of be, be more experimentative in the kind of jobs that i was doing like mm. while i was working they were all very 
comfortable fit my kind of skill set knew what i was doing mm-hmm. uh, i didn't feel lost per se like mm-hmm. i uh, you know it was a very comfort zone so i mm-hmm. wish i had stepped out of that earlier because if i had done that earlier i would have really found out that brand and comms is my thing and not you know for example you know uh, you know digital marketing ad copies for example mm-hmm. so i think stepping out of your comfort zone is something that we should really get used to much earlier on mm-hmm. and the third thing uh, that i would definitely say is attend more events i mean while i was in college and you know my first couple of jobs like i was just so busy 9 to 5 9 to 5 like that became my life that i didn't step out and meet people in my community or engage or learn for that matter mm-hmm. and uh, for me i mean i'm a very social person so i really like to go and meet people face to face and uh, grab coffee and stuff which i've obviously figured out much later mm-hmm. uh, but i wish i did that more often is you know be present in the community so like you know even if i wasn't on linkedin like that is fine but someone would have recognized me and been like oh this is vanchika like you know she's looking for a job can you refer her or mm-hmm. hey you know vanchika's looking to learn xyz thing can you help her mm-hmm. so i could have kind of built my network that way as well which i didn't do at that point so i think these are the things which i really wish i did earlier cool understood vanchika and now again coming to my last question right if i give you a time machine and now you can go in future which uh, which you can go obviously which you are going to go mm-hmm. so so the idea is that now uh, what are your plans for future where do you see yourself in next 5 years i know it's a very typical cliche question <laughs> but uh, where do you see what are your plans what are you doing uh, to to make these things actionable yeah i mean i have really been thinking about it a lot too since i've jumped into independent consultancy mm-hmm. um you know right now there are still two roads and i'm traveling the one that was less traveled by as cliche as that sounds mm-hmm. um so either you know this business line or this way of my working or you know consultancy really takes off mm-hmm. and uh, you know i would be really happy because i think uh the the thing that is beautiful about consultancy is that you're not stuck to one client stuck to one kind of deliverable you know there's so much to learn and experiment and uh, you know like i even answered in the la- last question you know like it really forces me to step out of my comfort zone like mm-hmm. um you know think differently and you know when you're working with multiple industries it's it's a lot of fun like no day is the same for me and i think that is something that i really craved for in my job mm. um, which i have now gotten uh, that being said i mean if for whatever reason 5 years later you know i figure out that this is not what i want to do and i really want to jump back into corporate mm. um you know i would probably in 5 years you know hopefully be head of brand and comms of uh, you know a, a growing startup which is you know probably received one or two rounds of funding and um, has a stable infrastructure set and uh, you know they're really trying to push the boundaries on uh, their branding and communications so i mean i am very insistent on the startup world i mean i really uh even if you go back to my past career i haven't really worked at any big companies per se like except for the one that i did in my internship uh with lemc in their events department other than that like i've always worked at startups i'm really passionate about like you know when they say like impact causing activities like these are things you can really see at startups and be a part of like you know you can actually associate x activity to you being the brains behind it in a startup which like at a big company is just not possible. 
possible because there's so many people who go down the chain and up. Uh, so I would probably be at a startup heading brand and comms, uh, a stable startup and uh, one that has gotten a couple of rounds of funding and has uh, enough execution. You, and funding twice, you mean you won't work for a startup which has not got funding? I mean, five years down the line, I would be 10 years into my career. So I'm looking for some sort of stability and uh, funding is cool. funding is associated with stability or at least belief from the market that this product is going to run. So great talking to you, Vanshika. I think we've explored a lot of things here and I'm very sure all the listeners who uh, will listen to this podcast will try to get as many insights, as many learnings on this podcast. Vanshika, if people from uh, my podcast would like to get in touch with you. Uh, tell me how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I am obviously a lot on LinkedIn. Feel free to message me. Please do write in a note as to where you're coming from so that I know where you've reached me from. Uh, but yeah, feel free to connect with me. I'm Vanshika Mehta on LinkedIn. Um, you know, if you want to really explore my storytelling. So there's a publication that I started called Storeal, S-T-O-R-E-A-L. And it's based on Substack, uh, which is the hosting platform. So if you want to read uh, some really interesting stories and want to reach me, via there uh, you can reach me on storeal s-t-o-r-e-a-l dot substack dot com cool so thank you Vanshika thanks a lot again for coming on this podcast and sharing your insights of how to become a personal brand Thank you so much for having me. It was great. And uh, yeah, I would love for anyone, if you have any more questions or anything you want to banter about, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm always open to conversations. Sure. Thank you, Anshika. Thank Thanks. You. Thanks. Take care.